Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Thank you very much, Sean. I'm Cam Stewart, along with my buddy George Kurtz. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. Hopefully, we can give you guys some uh, winning picks, some good DFS picks, put some put a little money in your pocket. And I'll tell you, George, it was a, a good night last night, man. I got a new uh, sleep machine, so I've actually, like, I woke up uh, for the first time and not seeing double vision, not on my fifth Pepsi uh, by uh, noon already. It feels pretty good. And we hit the hockey board hard, swept the board too, buddy. A little Dallas, a little Dallas over, a little CBJ in double overtime. It was a good one, George. How was the Filipino party? Not really a party, the christening and uh, what was it? Com- communion, communion. Communion. Let me let me, let me tell you. First of all, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> listen, the hockey betting last night was fantastic. I think I, oh, I think I hit four out of five. The only yeah, I went I five, five, five and zero, oh, baby, five and zero. Oh. I didn't touch the over in the other game because I did. The, we did the old plus one and a half parlay too, right, George? So the dogs yes, with the plus uh, one and a half parlay. It was. And, it was great. Oh, it was fantastic. It I was made great. a lot of money but last I, I, night. It was good. Let me, let me tell you how. Let me tell you how my 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 day went here. Okay, okay George. So uh, like I said, after the show, you know, I, I wait for the wife to get ready, and I go to my, my sister in law's. Right, and I said, yep. I'm, I'm going. I was, I was getting there for three o'clock, so I wanted to watch the games. You know, I figured yep. that'd be a perfect time to get there at three. I get there at three, and uh, you know, I figured uh, I know where everybody's going to be sitting. My niece is my older niece is there with her boyfriend, who's a sports guy as well, and so. Uh, he, and he's waiting for me because I'm more you – know, I have no problem. Where's the remote? Let's go. I want to watch the game. You know, I have no problem doing that. And I'm looking for the remote. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can't, can't find the remote. And I'm like, where the hell is it? I asked my, uh, my, my, my nephew's like seven years old. I asked him, where's, your, where's the remote? He goes, well, it's usually kept in this drawer. It's not there. I'm like, god damn it. I'm like, listen, go get the remote from the other room. You know, it's a cable remote. It doesn't matter which day. So he gives it to me. And then I turn my TV on. And he goes, oh, but there's no cable box here. No cable what? box. <laughs> oh man! What do you? Oh boy! What are you, oh, what are you doing? Oh, Watching my the wall. God. Oh my God! Yeah, the TV was there, but it only had a, um, a DVD player. Oh no my God! <laughs> no cable. Apparently, my sister was going through a lot of. She's going through a lot of crap with her husband. They're fighting about everything. So oh I guess she really? Canceled, so uh, yeah, she canceled yeah, they, the cable. They one t- I'd rather you. They, kick no, me no, in the they, nuts. they had cable, but they they, they, they they took away the box. So oh. they, the cable was only in the other room, and in the other room was where the old Filipino people watching Filipino oh, channels. So I can't no. go in there. Yeah. I'm not I'm not that bad. So I'm like I'm like you got to be kidding me. I'm here. You know now it's like three thirty. I'm like <laughs> yeah, you're oh, getting nervous. I, just, I got no game. I got no game. I can't watch a game. And then I get lucky. Now I I record the Yankee games automatically. 
You know, you have so they automatically have a forty. You PVR them, right? You have them like uh, as your favorite too. Yes. Yeah, every time. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they, whatever they call that. And I'm like, oh, I can't. You know, I just got here. I can't disappear. My wife will kill me. And then my uh, my other niece, the twenty year old, uh, she lives in the city, and she uh, goes, you know, she's like, Uncle George, do you mind taking me to the train station? Now normally I wouldn't be thrilled about this because it's a ride. I'm like, yep, I got you, no problem. Because <laughs> I, I tell I tell the wife, you listen, I'm gonna take, uh, you know, I'm gonna take Alexi to the train station on the way home. I'm just gonna stop. Of the house and watch the games, you know. I met the the end of the hockey game and the Yankee game, and she's she was like fine. You know, she's already had a couple of glasses of wine, so she's all nice, happy nice, all. yeah. Yeah, loosen yeah, it so up. I, and, I got uh, back. You're the good guy all of a sudden. This is a good plan, George. Yeah, right, plan. I'm taking the niece to a train station. I'm the good uncle yeah. here. <laughs> you know, and, and actually the wife needed me to go home too because my youngest child, uh, they were throwing water balloons at each other. It was cold yesterday. You and I talked yeah. about it. It was cold yesterday. It was. And these, these idiot kids are outside throwing water balloons at each other. And she's soaking yeah, wet. That's so a good she way to get sick. She needed me to go home and get a change of clothes. That is, yeah. So I got her clothes too. I was a good dad too. I was a good uncle and a good dad. So what if I stayed home for a couple of hours, got myself a chicken roll a slice of pizza and watch the games and didn't eat that Filipino food. Damn it. Wow. It all win for you. I would have gone for the Filipino food but because you know me, I'm the garburator. But other than that, George, it sounds like you handled yourself quite well. Beautiful. Excellent. Well played. Well played in a desperate situation. Yeah, I had a meeting at 3 o'clock with the lady and I go, just listen, man. Just uh, just throw everything in the envelope and I'll, I'll, I'll be on my way. Like, she, her Chinese was it was hard to understand too. Like a lot of all, you know, the pressure settings on the machine and stuff. I just don't, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Give me the manual. Let's go. I gotta go home and uh, watch the game. So yeah, we both uh, got out of sticky situations yesterday and it worked out great, Georgia. I'll tell you though, man, that uh, that first game when Dallas was up 3-1 uh, to one in St. Louis made it three to two. I'm starting to think, here we go again. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. We've watched hockey and playoffs for a long period of time. Those are probably uh, two of the best, like Ben Bishop's goaltending performance, Bennington in the third period. I don't know what to say about Bob Bobrovsky. What he did last night against Boston was epic. Like that was some like goaltending at levels that we haven't seen since like the Patrick wire. That was beautiful stuff. Yeah, you think about it, goal things were spectacular this this round. I mean, Morazic was great. Yep. Uh, Leonard was great. He only gave one goal between them. It's really only Grubauer who struggled somewhat, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not against, even his uh, fault, so really. Far. No, really. I say, I say somewhat. Breakdowns, yeah. yeah, they did. So the goal thing has been uh, spectacular. Last night, just, I mean, literally, it's one of those nights as far as betting. I don't know if it could have worked out much better. I won the Grand Salami, too. You got to like it. I, I, what did I tell you yesterday? I love it when it goes to overtime. I'm a winner. I got goal and a half. I'm a winner. I know. I love it, too. Thank you. Uh, Thank the fact you. that and Columbus that was, won too just made up for like if Boston. I was I actually on one thing on one site like I didn't want to get too greedy, George, and just a good lesson for gambling out there. Like I had par- I had parlays too. I did multiple parlays with uh, Dallas Dallas over, and these like twenty five dollar parlays are paying like a couple hundred bucks, right? So and I did a few of them. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta I gotta hedge a little bit on Boston because if they win, I gotta make up uh, for. So basically, I just take what the parlays cost me, put the amount of bo- money on Boston live with the winnings it's it's a good way to be so yeah sure you have to donate a little bit but to win more it's it's the way to go when, when you're getting paid you know what i mean sometimes you've got to it's it's like insurance george you have a family you have to buy the insurance sometimes because you don't know what's going to happen it just worked out in our favor it did but i mentioned i i was told yesterday i was betting higher amounts because i was going to be at this party so it was it was the right day for me to bet the higher amounts they i mean everything worked out and i said i won it early i love when the last game goes to overtime and i needed one goal to hit my grand salami i'm like oh that's a winner <laughs> they got a score it was, it, was, it was just great i mean it was just one of those nights that uh even though i said the party i, I was bored as hell at the party but uh 
you know, it was, it was great. Everything worked out well. I had, I had a good night. I'm sure today will suck. It's that generally yeah, it's hard sucks. to back it. It's hard. It's hard to back it up. We've we've learned that when you have a when you have a brilliant night. But hey, we could we could dream, George. We could hope. A lot a lot of stuff on the board today. Lots of early uh, baseball too. Good call by you too. A lot of your totals in baseball. It was actually interesting. We saw. When we were breaking down the show yesterday, we were talking about the low numbers, the low over/unders uh, due to the weather and the winds. But you know, the Yankees game with the with the San Francisco six to four, it went way over the number. It was a very low total. Uh, the Mets uh, Brewers game, you talked about it. Like we mentioned when we were breaking down the baseball betting board, we were like low total, low total, low total, and a hell of a lot of games went over, buddy. Yeah, as it was, a, it was a strange day, but things did work out well. I had to get the over in the uh, couple other games as well. The Cub game that went over, which was nice. So uh, it was a, a good day. Darvish pitched well. Didn't expect that. Lexi lost that. You that, know what the thing was? That. Yeah, it's a great point by you. And I watched a little bit. The thing about the thing about that when I'm watching Darvish is, and I've noticed this for baseball. It's a good live betting technique. When a guy gets out of a jam early, there usually good things are going to happen. Darvish walked. He, he plunked a couple guys. He walked. The guy with spaces loaded. He got out of the jam. And after that, he really, really, really settled down in that game. I was wrong. That was one of the games I bet on Arizona. But other than that, the card was so damn good. You can't win everything. But uh, you know what I mean? And George, you watch that happen in baseball. You got to usually get to these guys early and they kind of sulk and make big mistakes. But Darvish kind of bared down. He still had a few too many walks, but it was a pretty good pitching performance on the road. I got to give him credit. Yeah, no, I, same here. I did. I had the same bets you did. I bet against uh, uh, against Darvish as well. I thought Arizona would uh, would beat him up a little bit. They didn't. They did have their chances. You said it. They did have their chances. They couldn't come through. And uh, I guess I don't know. I, I don't think I don't. I don't necessarily think this is a sign of good things to come for Darvish, mind you. But uh, maybe. You know, he, he's coming back off injury. Maybe just takes him a couple of starts so he had to really get it going. Or warmer weather, too, for that matter. Yeah. Lord knows it's been brutal uh, in the uh, Northeast. What do you so do? Yeah, that's a, would, it's a good question, know. George. Because you, uh, I know you and Galena and the guys like, uh, you know, and uh, Ronis and uh, a lot of these guys, like you're in multiple, multiple, multiple leagues. I'm more of a betting guy. I'm only in like fun league with my with my buddies. So I don't take the, my fantasy baseball as hard as you guys do. But, um, but yeah, what do you do? Like with Darvish, you know, the potential's there. You know, the strikeouts is there. Like, I guess you just got to hold on to him and hope for the best because you got no trade value or anything. Or like, what do you do? If you if you're a you Darvish or owner, how do you attack the situation, George? You think it's going to get better? Kind of like. A low stock, maybe it'll go up. Well, I'm not a Darvish owner. Let's get that out of the way. I didn't. Uh, I didn't draft yeah. in any leagues. I just didn't, didn't totally believe. I didn't, wasn't necessarily avoiding him. Can I wasn't necessarily avoiding him, but I didn't totally believe so. And he was going a little earlier than I wanted. But I think, listen, when it comes down to me, it's it's April 28th. Any player that I drafted in the first. 12, 14 rounds. I'm not dumping yet. Now, listen, yeah. I, listen I have no choice. There's this great player on the waiver wire. I'm on a roster crunch. I already asked to go. I want to wait this out a little bit. My first checkpoint is generally the first holiday, Memorial Day. Okay, it's at this point. All right, I may have to make some changes here. It's not working out. We're now a third of the season in. I got to move on. It's He's not playing well for whatever reason. Then I'll make my moves here. That's not to say I won't churn the bottom of my roster. Of course I will. You know, those guys were meant to be churned. You know, you, you move on. You you know, you, if this guy's hot. This guy's not. Okay, let's get the hot guy. We'll drop the not guy. You play that game. That's what you have to do with the bottom of your roster. But the uh, the guys who I, I believed in, which Darvish would have been in the, this category. Like, he'd be in my top 14 picks, almost certainly. I'm still waiting because, listen, 
It's been cold in the Northeast. Chicago, granted, they're not in the East, but it's been cold in Chicago. Some hitters, pitchers, don't pitch well or don't play, don't hit well, play well until the weather warms up. So yeah. I want to give them that chance. You know, Darvish pitched at a dome yesterday in Arizona. We know it's warm there. Maybe that's what he needs to get loose. Who knows? So uh, it's a good sign, mind you, because Arizona had been hitting. It wasn't like they were a terrible hitting team. But I don't necessarily think, okay, hey, this is great. And I'll tell you this. You know, if I'm in a league with Cam Stewart and I have Darvish and Cam goes to me, hey, you know, I'll give you this guy for, uh, for Darvish and I like the guy you're offering, yeah, I'll move Darvish. <laughs> that lets you know I still don't completely believe in him. So yeah. if I believed in the player you were trading me and I needed that player, I'd probably move him. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting day, George. I like the Sunday card because the baseball games start a little bit early. We'll bring on our boy, uh, Sean Angle. He'll talk about uh, Teledega, the Geico 500. It goes off today. We have afternoon uh, playoff action. I, the good news is, George, you're not at uh, any uh, Filipino functions today. You're going to have your men's room, uh, your den, your den of solitude and fun, uh, watching the Islanders and Canes. That's the first game at uh, 3 o'clock today. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. When they posted that total at 5, I was thinking, wow, it's really, really low. But watching the first game, and the Islanders' inability to score, Carolina's ability to, to slow them down. Both teams very good defensively in the goaltending. Hell, it's going to be hard for me to pull the trigger on an over. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to touch it either way. I'm not taking the over the game. I'm taking the Canes plus one and a half. Because once again, I think this could be another close game. Two, one, three, two, something I'm like that. I'm starting to think the same thing. Uh, I don't want to rip your Islanders uh, to Georgia. Like what you've, what what they've done is fantastic. I'm, I just think Carolina is one of those teams. Like they, they might be, you know, both teams we were on yesterday. We thought that Columbus played good, and now they eventually tied the game in Dallas in the first game. A little bit snake bit, and I'll give Bennington credit too. But both of those teams fired back. I have a feeling today one or both teams are going to go up two nothing. It's just the opposite of what happened last night. I kind of got this weird Columbus vibe going on and it's going to be hard for me even though I want to take Colorado I don't like what I saw from them in uh, the second and third periods in that game I think the uh, San Jose Colorado series might end quick so I think that here that Colorado just uh, maybe they may be overmatched I said in that series McKinnon Landis Cog and Ranton have to take it over they have to because they, there's not much left on their team other than that. They have to dominate. When they're on the ice, they need to dominate there. Uh, if that could happen, it's going to be completely different. They did dominate versus Calgary. That line was fantastic. That's the thing the that buttons. Calgary just had a bad game plan, too. Like, you know that they're a one-line team, right? I Even more so, so than anybody agree. else. It's like, it's like you guys shut down other people all year. Like, how do you give... You can't give Nathan McKinnon space, and like when he fires it up end to end, you're not going to catch him. Like once he gets that motor running, like a fine automobile, like he's gone, and you're not going to catch him. Calgary, I just thought was out coached, outplayed, and it seems like San Jose they didn't give him the space that he needs to thrive, and that's a, a good game plan against McKinnon. You shut those guys down, you got to well, who's going to beat you? Yost, Comfer, you know, a defenseman's going to have to stand up uh, and do something. That's the thing about Colorado; they're so top heavy. <laughs> I would 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. I think Calgary was everything. They just uh, they just don't think they would be out there and beat uh, Colorado because they didn't game plan at all. For instance, if you don't follow hockey, during the regular season, nobody really game plans. All right, You're not game planning for one game, you have the next game the next night or two nights later. You don't game plan really specifically. Yeah. But in the playoffs, you do. It's That's all, all you do plan. is game plan. Yeah, I know. It's, it's right? so it's, true. It's not, so true, George. It's not like football where you game plan every Sunday. In, in, in the hockey yep. regular season, you're not. But in the playoffs, of course, that's all they're doing. And for them to act like it was a regular season game where you didn't take McKinnon, there's no way that McKinnon, Rant, and Atlantis Hawks should have beaten you. That line should not have beaten you. Someone else should have. You, have to, you can't let that happen. I think San Jose knows that. 
Listen, if Kerfoot's going to beat us, all right, fine. Soderberg, all right, hey, what yeah. am I going to do? But there's no way in hell I'm letting McKinnon dominate this series. It can't happen. It's, it's silly. You know, uh, and you, I think you're also right when you said earlier. I think Colorado may be the most, the most, the heaviest one-line team in in the NHL as far as only having one line. There really yeah. isn't anyone else there that's going to score. The goals. difference is Boston. Boston is 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 heavy on one line, but the difference is their secondary players are way better offensively. Like Charlie Coyle's going bananas despite a bad turnover in that game. He's been like almost like an MVP candidate when you look at the playoffs. Crazy's been great all year. Krejci, that's the thing. Krejci, he shows up. He's a veteran. He knows what the hell to do. That's the thing. The difference is Boston, yes, they have one line, but their secondary parts are way more offensive and talented and have been there and done that a hell of a lot more than Colorado. Somebody on Colorado is going to have to help help, help uh, McKinnon out because, he, in my opinion, like we, me and uh, you know Gabe, we talked about it. We have a little debate, me and my buddy, too. Like I think McKinnon's the best player in the NHL. A lot of people will say, you know, um, McDavid, but uh, it's just it, it's 1A and 1B. That's how good this guy is, but he needs some help from these other guys, and we'll see how they respond today. Very interesting game, George. It's a... a, a Colorado's to that San Jose Colorado game is very interesting to me because if Colorado gets beat down again, I think their will might be totally gone now if they lose the first two. Yes, yeah, I, I think that might be a quick series. I do. I think they're going to have some problems here. Yeah, well, George, good news. Hey, your, your Yankees are beat up. They're still scoring runs. I don't know what the hell's going on here. We could talk a little bit about baseball. We got a busy, busy afternoon card. And uh, I'm in a golf contest right now, George. I'm ninth out of 1,783 people in a Moroccan tournament. Four more after the break. We'll break it all down for you. Weekend Fantasy Update, Kurtz and Stewart. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. John, I'm Cam Stewart, alongside George Kurtz. Hopefully we can uh, string another uh, positive day together on the ice, on the diamond, pick some winners, make some money. Yeah, George, it's, uh, I'll tell you, man, uh, that was huge yesterday. I, I can't even tell you, like, I was playing on some accounts in the nights before, just the Dallas first game went a little bit too hard. But the thing that I'm really excited about now is those two teams that we took, remember we talked about it yesterday. I got them both at plus 240 in the series now, and they're tied and going back for a home game. So if any of these guys can win the next game, I'm going to be in a real nice situation with positive money. That's why... I like the live betting, the hockey series. You got to win four games, even and we'll do this. Uh, you know, we'll do this later in baseball and the playoffs and stuff like that. But I like, I don't mind it when a team that I like is down one to nothing. You get the double, like two point five times the value, and then we can hit it. So, I man, if the Stars come back and win this series, I'm going to be a real happy guy uh, on future shows. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, we'll certainly have to root for that now, won't we? Uh, we we want Cam, we want Cam to be a happy guy. I think we do want Cam to be a happy guy. 
<laughs> and you too, George. Hey, you know what I mean? It's uh, Life's not cheap. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, how do you think about the NFL draft there too, George, wrapping that up? Uh, I know there was talks about your team and some other uh, guys with Dallas going after Thorson, the co- that quarterback, but uh, it, it didn't really happen. But you guys got what you needed to do. You're, are, you, are you happy with the way things uh, went for the Dallas Cowboys? I'm actually happy that uh, we kept, picked up Jennings, the receiver in the fourth down, uh, round. He knows Russell Wilson. There's like a, a back history between these guys too. And we talked about Matt Kappa. What about the Cowboys? You happy with uh, everything, the way things went down? I mean, listen, I thought Dallas made some interesting picks, uh, and I don't mean that in a good way. I, I would have uh, – <laughs> they ignored they ignored safety until the sixth round. It's an obvious need yeah. for this team. You ignored it in free agency. You know, you didn't go with the Thomas. You didn't go with Derek Berry. And now you ignored it the draft as well. So it, it just lets you know they, they don't believe in it. You know, whether it's Jerry Jones, whether it's uh, Marinelli, uh, Chris Richards, uh, they, they don't believe it. I, I don't think it's Richards, by the way. He, uh, you know, he always had Chancellor and yeah. Earl Thomas, so I don't think it's him at all. So, um, you know, taking two running backs, I get you needed one because you need, you need a, uh, a, you know, a backup to, uh, to Zeke, a, a caddy, as you will. And one's a pretty good returner as well, and that's been a bugaboo in Dallas. But I, I don't mind it because, once again, I think when in doubt, you take linemen, and Dallas seemed to do that. You know, they took a lot of uh, defensive linemen, some offensive linemen as well here, and I think that's something you do do. You know, you, that's where the games are really won there in the trenches. But uh, overall, I said I would have gone in a different direction. I, I certainly would not, would not have ignored safety. Yeah. Yeah, it's one. Of, it was one of those this very, very important position, and uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like our team too. You did they, like we addressed the receiver position like a little bit later. I'm really worried about Metcalf. You are you are too with the way he's built and just being an absolute gym rat, more like a Joe Weeder instead of a receiver. But hey, we'll see how these things uh, pan out a little bit uh, down the road. But I will say this: out of the teams in your division, I think the Redskins did a really, really good job. I, I just early. I, I know report cards take a while to you know. We got to see how these players commit, but just got guys that they wanted in positions they did. And I got to give Daniel Snyder a little bit of credit. I thought he was going to butcher the draft by doing stupid things that Daniel Snyder used to do, jumping ahead and, you know what I mean, freaking out. But it was completely the opposite, George. They seemed to get good value in uh, all the selections. You are. I, I agree with you. I think the Redskins had a great draft. You know, once again, they didn't panic. They, uh, they let the drafts come to them, and Haskins came to them. Right, I mean, uh, at 15, that was great. You traded up to get Montez Sweat when his uh, value stock for, fell. Whether or not it was because of the uh, medical issue that now is being uh, was being disputed. Yes, no, whatever. Uh, but you got him late. You traded up to get him. It's the NFL. You can't win without a quarterback. Now you, t- you took a big swing here with Haskins. We'll see what happens here. But uh, I, I just love the fact that they read the draft correctly. When the Giants took Jones at six, you know they realized, okay, we know Denver's not taking a quarterback. You know, they, they never were going to. You know, we were uh, with John Elway. Uh, Miami had always said that they were probably planning towards the for more to ne- towards next year. We knew Cincinnati would make a mistake and go with Dalton again, you know, for whatever reason there. And they played it right. They just played it right. You know, if, maybe they, if you believe the stories that the, they wanted Jones over uh, Haskins, I, don't, I really don't buy that, by the way. I think they either. wanted Haskins all along. But uh, that being said, they got the guy they wanted, so they played it right. They didn't panic. That's the bottom line. They didn't panic. They let the draft come to them, and everything really came up. Camp Roses, Camp Sevens. Yep, sure did. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see because this is an organization, really, really bad luck with Alex Smith, a guy that I was cheering for. So, yeah, I know you're not, George, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, obviously, but, uh, you know, it's Redskins have been kind of snake bitten. It's interesting to see if they can turn this draft into some positives. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly 
where we're, where we're going to be heading with uh, this stuff. Like, was there a team that uh, that you looked at, George? Like, I, I looked at Buffalo. I thought they had a really, really good draft. But once again, to your to your earlier point about Dallas and the safety, they didn't address the, the wide receiver position. You know what I mean? They got a lot of extra uh, depth. I love what they did on the offensive line and defense. But you're going to have to get some help for, for Allen, too. You can't expect this guy just to go out there and you might have the best defense uh, going. But you got to have weapons for this guy. And I'm really, really surprised they drafted a tight end. This kid out of Boston College, Sweeney, I like him, but it was like very, very late pick, like sixth round. Uh, you needed to go out and get like maybe a playmaker for this guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh, the defense looks amazing, but you know you got to score points in this damn league too, George. I think my only like I said, I thought Buffalo had a very strong draft. I, their defense yeah. is going to be no fun to play. Oh, oh no, no, no their defense. Their I, I might actually draft them in in some fantasy leagues. The Buffalo defense, please. Like think about all the other than New England, you're pretty happy uh, a lot of the time. You get Miami, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, they'll but be good. Off- offensively, I mean, what, what's going on offensively here? I mean, your number one wide receiver right now is John Brown. How are you going to know if uh, how good Josh Allen can be and make, get him to make that next step if you don't give him anybody? I mean, your your receiving core is Brown, Zay Jones, and Beasley. You got Robert Forster there and Andre Roberts too. Yay! Yeah. You know uh, <laughs> your tight ends, Tyler Croft. Yay! You yeah, know it's not going to do it. I just that's my only issue there. I mean, it's a quarterback league. You need to give the quarterback weapons. Offensive line, all right, that's good. You want to protect the protect them. That's great, but. You know, you know, you got an aging LeSean McCoy who now everybody hates because he's giving away uh, Avengers, Avengers yeah. crap. Aven- Avengers right. secrets, yes. <laughs> you got you got Frank Gore who's older than dirt. I love Frank Gore, whole fame running back, but still, he's not a game breaker at this point. T.J. Yeldon who can't stay healthy and it's really nothing more than a backup. There's not much to go here on offense. Wait, are you going to play 10, 7 games, 14, 10 games? Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. But uh, that's my only issue there. And listen, I know they tried to trade for Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown did his little, you know, the Buffalo stuff. Ripping out, ripping out uh, Buffalo for no reason. <laughs> which really might have been a shame. We think with this defense, by the way, if they did have an Antonio Brown and could have gotten a running back, wow. This team could have been real good, real fast. Because I, I am a Josh Allen believer. I think Allen's going to be good. But uh, I, I would have liked to have seen them do more. I just would have, you know, once again, when you got the quarterback, build around him, especially while you got him for cheap. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Well, look at look at Seattle, George. That's how we won on the rookie deal with Wilson, right? That was when we had Cam Chancellor, all the Legion of Boom and stuff like that. When you have a quarterback that you draft in the third round on a rookie deal, there's a lot of beautiful things you can do. That's the window of time before. Now look at him. After now he got paid, right? So now uh, it's cheap, cheap, cheap. You got to go discount on everything else. That's the thing. If you got a, a rookie quarterback who's actually doing his thing, that you have that window of time to get it done. And uh, yeah, Seattle found out the hard way. You're gonna have to pay for the man right buddy <laughs> it's not cheap not cheap at all I, I don't know you know seattle seems to be where you know well we know russell wilson's great so we're going to keep forcing him to be great you know they, they don't give him any weapons i mean it, it's amazing when you look at the seals they just don't give him any weapons we and it's been year after year after year especially when you know or you knew before we draft we may have not known before we draft although it was close there there thereafter but you knew before we draft that doug baldwin's probably done Yep. Right, he's probably done. So you're taking away your best weapon by far. By far the best weapon you have, you're taking away, and yet you don't really replenish it. I guess in Metcalf, this guy, in my, he's a one-trick pony. He's not, unless he's going to stay out of the weight room and get himself much more fluid, much more uh, 
where he can run all the routes. Right now, he can't run all the routes. He's just he's not fluid. Tom Brady too made a, muscular. Yeah, a shuttle time. Yeah, I he's, he's, and I know that's crazy to say in the football, but he is too muscular. I think this guy's always going to be somebody who's going to be questionable with a groin injury, questionable with a hamstring injury, because that seems to be what happens with these guys who are too tight, too taut. You know, yeah. they always have a, a problem here. So uh, he's not the answer. We so, talked about just, him back in the they, day, Dave, David Boston. Remember, he was—he uh, had some great years. Like he was buff, but not—not not like Metcalf. Like he was thick. He was thicker too, but he got hurt all the time, and he was amazing for a while, and then he got hurt. And then that's the thing—if you have that big, big, big body, that's uh, not, not good for business when the muscles are popping out there. You need to wouldn't have advocated, but a little bit of fat's a good thing sometimes. Just a, a little bit of baby fat there, you can absorb. That's the thing. Uh, those muscles need protection, right, George? <laughs> I said, I just think he's going to, they're asking too much of Russell Wilson. Every year they want him oh, to I do know. everything. And, and now they're paying him. Now they want him to do that. more. They want him to do right. even more. It's crazy. And now they're paying you. you do, it's, it's, it is crazy. I mean, give the man some help. Give him some weapons. And they just, they just refuse to do it. It's weird. It's just, it's just strange to me. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the, I guess they, they're taking a flyer. I like Jennings from West Virginia um, in college, but who, who knows what's going to happen. It's a fourth-round pick. It's not like a surefire guy. Maybe he'll pan out. Maybe he won't. But, uh, yeah, the Seahawks needed to do uh, a few a few more things there and uh, help, help the man. You paid the man. you got to help the man. So, uh, anyway, George, one of your, uh, your, your buddies is on the line here. I guess uh, it's Dallas Cowboy uh, Nation here. We can talk and rejoice, and uh, your boy Nithin will uh, – Probably uh, tell him what he likes and dislikes about the draft. Nathan, how you doing, buddy? Welcome uh, to the Sunday show, bud. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you, buddy. What's happening? What's uh, you want to hey, talk to? Up, uh, it's Dallas Cowboys Love Fest here with yeah. you and Kurtz. Hey, what's up, George? How you doing, man? <laughs> good morning, Nathan. How you doing? Good. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Cam. Uh, your Seahawks had a pretty good draft, but I'm kind of concerned with DK Metcalf, man. What? I don't know what. I don't know what kind of. I don't know what was going on in their minds because DK Metcalf. All I all I see on tape is a one man. Uh, I mean, all he can do is run deep routes. That's it. Uh, yeah. So I think. Sure. Am you I, sound like George. You sound like uh, yeah. George. You, you gotta, I gotta give George credit. No, it's the same thing. No, he's ripped. He can't, he can't run certain patterns. He has a history of uh, injuries at Ole Miss too. Yeah. He's a project. He's got great hands. One thing is, he's a very, very big target. So the one thing <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like though, George, is those, uh, yeah. you know, those routes inside the 10, 15 so, yard line, the co- the corner posts the and stuff like that. He can get out there. Yeah, just uh, just alley oop him the ball. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's just. It, I'm really, really worried too. And these these teams in today's world, they're not. Not stupid. There's a reason he, he slipped in the draft. The injury woes, and uh, you know he's kind of a one-trick pony to, to George's so, point. But maybe he gets better. Maybe he gets better. Who knows? Yeah. So to my Cowboys, and now let's talk some Cowboys here, man. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, as a Cowboy fan, I really do not like the first round, the second round pick of Tristan Hill because there's my opinion on this. I saw tape on him. I know he he had a good good year, but listen to me. You had you had chances to get. A safety on the board, Tornhill, well, one, one Tornhill. You got, you had the chance to get Jawan Williams, who went to the Patriots, man. Man, I give credit to the Patriots. The Patriots always have a good draft. They, they, they just got, I think, the best uh, cover corner in the draft in Jawan Williams from Vanderbilt, man. This guy can play. Uh, I've seen tape on all of these cornerback safeties. I study, even though I'm not a sportscaster, I still study tape on these players, man. And I, when I saw tape on Jawan Williams, uh, the Cowboys might – I don't know what's going on in Jerry Jones' head. I don't know why he doesn't believe in safety. I mean, we got a cornerback in Michael Jackson in Miami. That guy, I like him. I like him. He can play. I feel like that's a good pickup for us. But 
the guy, the, the safety we got in the draft, Donovan, Donovan uh, Wilson from Texas and I am. I, I, to be honest, he's a special teams player. We need, we need safety depth, and I don't know what's going on, but uh, we passed up on a few good safeties and cornerbacks. I mean, uh, I like Michael Jackson, but let's see what happens. But I really love uh, that guard we got, Penn State, man. He can play. Uh, 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 what's his name? McGovern. He, he, he will help out a lot. But McGovern, we, McGovern's very good. I watch a lot yeah. of Penn State games. I think yeah, McGovern's see. very, very good. You guys did well there. And another good point, Nathan and George, like, even New England, like what they do, it just it just seems like they they, they you know players fall to them. I even like uh, their draft pick of the receiver from Arizona State, Kadeem Harry. Yeah. Uh, Harry he's like he's good. He's he, he's he's a guy I think that can get any better. They drafted Stidham in the fourth round, and the only reason like Stidham and Auburn like throughout the season, yeah, that his play regressed a little bit. But if you really look down the stretch and in the bowl game, the guy was absolutely fantastic. And Bill Belichick and those guys, they don't seem to make mistakes when it comes. They always seem to to have a plan and. You're right, Nathan. Like everything they do, I look at the Patriots. I'm like, damn, they did it again. It's just they're just a smart organization. People should be following them because they seem to get it done, right, George? Yeah, I think when it comes to the Cowboys, like, uh, and Jerry Jones said it when his uh, his conference about why he did what he did. He believes that if you get pressure on the quarterback, it makes the safeties better. He's got a yeah. point. It does, yeah. but they just they just do not Still value safety. the safety. I agree. It's an, it's an Idagon Tornado as well. I wouldn't have taken uh, Sims. But that being said, I, I, I get the viewpoint. Yeah, one more, Nathan. Then we got to roll, buddy. Yeah. What do you got for us? <clears throat> All right, let me give you your uh, offensive rookie of the year and the defense rookie of the year. My offensive rookie of the year is that guy Hollywood Brown from the Ravens, man. That, they, he's going to be a stud. I, I watched tape on him, man. This guy can – the Ravens' offense, man, is on fire. Uh, they have so many weapons now. I feel like uh, Hollywood Brown will win offensive rookie of the year. My defense rookie of the year uh, will be Jawan Williams from the Patriots. He, this guy can play. Thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, go, I'm not going to say go Cowboys, but uh, enjoy your weekend, Nathan. I'll let you say it. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, well, George, what are you, you going to do? Hey, what are you going to do? It's just uh, that kid from Virginia, though, that safety looked real good to me. Like, you know what I mean? He's playing in a tough conference, too. In the ACC, but uh, what, what you know, that's uh, that's Jer- Jerry's world. We're just we're just living in it, buddy. And it's going to take a while to for all these things uh, to play out too. I know the Giants got lambasted with this Jones pick. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, it takes a while to give. I know everyone hands out the grades and oh, they get an A plus and they get a B and this team gets an F. Well, what what the hell do we know? They haven't played one damn game in the NFL yet, right, buddy? Like I could tell you like what we like from our mock boards and you reached up for this guy or that guy, but but a lot of the time maybe you didn't like. And the Raiders got absolutely blitzed in the first round, too, for taking the kid out of Clemson uh, that early in the draft when he could have slipped to, like, the 30 hole, right? Listen, I love the draft. There are two things that don't matter. One, mock drafts. Those are all completely yep. idiotic because there'll be trades and they, they never account for the trades. Exactly. And two is, is the grades after the, uh, the draft. Because let's face it, you don't know. You, you just said they haven't played a game. They haven't got a goddamn practice yet in the NFL. It's Nobody actually hilarious. These kids are going to play. I was looking at some old, like, remember magazines, you know, I, I have them in a box, and I was looking at Seattle's old draft. All the ones that they got the horrible grades on were the ones that actually turned out to be the best, George. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, D minus. This is brutal. This guy's not. Yeah, yeah. Win, win, win. Starter, starter, starter. You know what I mean? All the other ones, A plus. You're kind of like, eh, okay, that didn't really work out the way it is. So I couldn't care less about your draft grade struggling. That's what I'm saying. Screw your draft grade. 
Right. I mean, you, you don't know. The bottom line is you don't know. The Raiders did take picks that we didn't see coming. You yeah, know, they, but they sure, took yeah. high character guys. They took high character guys. I mean, they took they took first round players, but but yeah. guys we thought would fall later on. But they took high character guys. It shows you what Groot is trying to develop here. Then again, and you Mayock. also traded for Antonio Brown, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent point, George. Yeah, you're going after these character guys, and Antonio Brown's throwing everybody and their mother uh, under the bus, even teams that he's not playing for in in the Buffalo Bills. I'm not sure how that's going to end there. We'll see what happens. But uh, as you say, I'm not a real – I'm not even cheering. I'm not cheering for Antonio Brown anymore for what he's done to everybody. I'm not – I'm just – I know that sounds brutal, but I hope he doesn't do well at all. I hope uh, he absolutely shits the bed with the Raiders. Just my take. Anyway, we're going to break down the baseball board DFS. We got early games, afternoon games, late games, a hell of a lot of sports here on the weekend fantasy update with Stuart and Kurtz coming back after a short break, everybody. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. about the eye and the betting, right? The eye of betting? Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. You're in. What's happening, everybody? I'm Cam Stewart, along with George Kurtz. Weekend Fantasy Update, Sunday edition. Lots of sports on the board this afternoon. The baseball's getting going around 1 o'clock Eastern time, so hopefully we can... uh, you know, nail down some picks, some winners for you, everybody. George, how did uh, things work out? Kind of an interesting start for Fulte. I'm not going to say it was the worst start, but what do you give up? Uh, four runs in that game against Colorado. Total meltdown by the Atlanta bullpen. And I will tell you one thing, the Atlanta bull, the Atlanta Braves, watching their games this year, they need to do something. It's it's This has been an ongoing theme from day one of the MLB season. Their starters will go, and their bullpen is absolutely atrocious. It's one of the worst in Major League Baseball. Ball, George, it's pathetic actually, and it's happening night after night after night. These guys have leads; they piss away leads. It's a concern. They need to shore it up. Well, they they tried to do that today. At just as you were mentioning, Cam, they acquired Jeremy Blevins from the Oakland Athletics, so everything's okay now. The Braves bullpen. <laughs> <laughs> Blevins, yeah, uh, it's one guy. I think you you, <laughs> you might want to add to that list, but uh, that's a team for a team that has all that young talent. Just watching their uh, and you watch these games on a nightly basis too, George. Very frustrating. Like uh, it happens every year in baseball, but I'm noticing it even more. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates, the same way. Like certain teams, you just get you know what you get uh, into their bullpen in the fifth or sixth inning. You just live bet against them, and it, you, you're going to win a hell of a lot more than you lose. It's very very hard. Like you be you're happy with, a, with being a Yankee fan. You have a lockdown bullpen like that. It, it's just so. It's such a. Ple- it's a pleasure. It's such a. Uh, I don't even know. It's just the comfort level of having guys that you can trust after those innings. Whereas other teams, I think, are just spinning their wheels, man. And uh, it's happening a lot. So I don't think Blevins. It's a good start, but it's not the answer. I'm not even sure it's a good start. That's it. It's a body. It's a warm body. 
a war really about what it is right now. Uh, I mean, listen, they needed help before they lost Viscaino, right? Viscaino's gone for the season. He was their closer. Not that he was an ace closer. He wasn't. But he was still a decent reliever here. And now he's gone. Uh, we all know what the elephant in the room is here, and that's Kimbrell. All right. Uh, they, Kimbrell would like to go back to Atlanta. He originally from Atlanta, you know, so I'm sure he'd be happy there. But that price tag's not coming down. Now, from what it was a couple weeks ago, which is now three years, and about $50 million is what he wants. Good luck with that. Uh, but there are other teams that need him, too. The Brewers could certainly use him, right? Uh, the Washington Nationals yep. could certainly use him. There's another team that's a dumpster fire uh, in, that bull, uh, in the bullpen. So uh, he still thinks he – Kimball apparently still thinks he has leverage. You know, that one well, he, he went sign, down maybe from – he doesn't mind pitching half a season. What was it? He said, well, at, for, at first it was five and this and that. And then he went down to three. He said, hey, buddy, keep digging. You might have to even go less because, yeah, nobody's biting <laughs> yet. They're just they're basically just waiting for you. Just, OK, yeah, three years, uh, two. OK, well, what, 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 what do you want? What do you want to offer me type of thing? You know what I mean? What, can, what, what, what can I get? Like, it feels like, you know what I mean? He just kind of backed himself into a wall and uh, the leverage is definitely gone, George. But there, you know what? I don't care how he ended the season last year. There's too many teams that have two many big holes and they need Kimbrel, unfortunately. I agree. He'll sign with somebody eventually, but it's weird that's April twentieth and he's still not signed. I mean, my God. And let's face it, if you sign him now, it's gonna be at least till mid May before he can pitch in a major league yeah, game. Good call. Even longer than that. Good call. You know, he's a re- he's a reliever, so it won't take him forever to get up to park, but he's not gonna be there tomorrow either. So I'm sure that plays into it as well. He'll get a job somewhere. But I think Cam in my mind he's gonna sign a one year deal. And between eight yep. and ten million. Pro, pro-rated. So that, that's what will happen there. I don't know when or who that will be with. I think it will be one, one of the four teams I mentioned. But yeah. uh, it's maybe he's waiting for, once again, for a, contend- a good contending team to lose their closer. Where the yeah, ones he has a- all the leverage. Maybe that's what he's waiting for. Maybe he doesn't mind. Maybe he, at this point in his career, he may be like, you know what? I've made a ton of money. I'll pitch three months. I don't care. You know, it be easier on my arm. It could be, it could be that, too. It's actually, you know, that's a very good point, and that's the thing. The guy has made money in his career, and you know what I mean? He wants this long-term deal. I, why, why don't you just you know, sign, sign a short deal, George, prove you could still do it, and then uh, you know, keep on working on it. Didn't they say, talk about who's the player again? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep on signing these uh, one-year deals and make, make money and try, try to get Trevor uh, Bauer. You know, yeah, Trevor Bauer, value from that. and uh, It's a little bit different from a starter to a reliever, and Trevor Bauer is a hell of a lot younger, but I think it's actually a good way to be, right? He just, he's betting on himself. And it's working for Bauer, right? He's having a man. This guy's been on fire the last uh, year and change. He's he's been absolutely fantastic. Lights out. If you want to make the most money in most professional sports leagues, one year deals are the way to do it. Yes, because you'll always get the value. Assuming two things: one that you keep playing well, where obviously you have value, and two is you don't get hurt. That's always the key. Yeah, I don't mind a hitter. Doing this, Cam, uh, I mean, if you're a hitter, if you can hit, you're good, you'll be fine. And if I'm a pitcher, though, I want the money. I want the money up front because yeah. it's always – you could blow out your elbow, blow out your shoulder at any time. Any time I want to make sure I'm getting paid. So I, I said as a, as a pitcher, uh, as a hitter, no issues. I said I, I'll, go, I'll go year to year, assuming I, I trust myself that I'm going to be able to hit. But as a, uh, a pitcher, I'm gonna get, I want that long-term contract. I want that security. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's a, it's a big difference between pitting, uh, pitching and hitting, and uh, you're absolutely right, George. Things can happen real quick, and sometimes in baseball, when it's gone, it's truly over. Like, there's no getting it back, right? You know what I mean? Like, if there's a, if a significant amount of injury, it's over, and then there go there goes your career. You're going to have to get paid. Well, George, on Sundays, we get, uh, I know the other games were a little bit later on the day, but we get things nice and uh, bright and early today at 105. I guess we can go through the, the gambling board, and I already find value from the first game on the bet board games uh, if you're playing at old school game 951 and 952 on your betting card Miami and Philadelphia Lopez and Eflin and right now the Phillies are laying 70 cents the Marlins are uh, getting 50 cents seven and a half is your total Miami plus one and a half minus 145 and the Phillies minus one and a half plus 125 I see a little bit of value with the Miami Marlins here George uh, I can tell you one thing I'm, I'm not gonna be laying 70 cents with uh, Philly and Eflin I think it's too high all right, well, before we start talking about this, let me get some baseball news out of the way so we don't Yeah, good call. Thanks, George. Game. Yep. Uh, Astadillo for the Minnesota Twins placed on the IL. So your catcher, and number one catcher in all our leagues, he won't be playing for at least 10 days. Uh, as a Yankee fan, I'm happy about this. Yankees play Minnesota next weekend. Don't have to worry about it. J.D. Martinez out again today, back. Uh, I wonder if this will mm. be a recurring thing, Cam. Yeah. This is kind of annoying here. It's getting he's, very uh, he's annoying. He's back. Right, so he's out of the lineup. He won't be in there. The Mets uh, DFA Travis Denard, Denard today, so he's gone. It's funny about uh, Darno. Remember, he was the guy who was really the Travis Darno is in our organization, uh, former J. Yeah, yep. that's correct. That's he was, correct. he was the centerpiece of that trade for Dickey, you not are, Syndergaard. Just funny how are, that worked out, isn't it? Though, and this guy has done nothing. And I feel like he almost feel bad, like he's done nothing in his MLB career. He was supposed to be like a can't miss prospect, and that's the thing couldn't, about baseball. Couldn't stay healthy. Compare, yep, couldn't stay healthy, and that's the thing about baseball, George. You know. Comparison to other sports, most of these guys that get drafted in the NFL will be all right. But in baseball, who the hell knows, right? Which guy turns up? It's uh, that's why they have so many damn rounds, and it's a very, very tough sport to project. But you said it. Syndergaard was a not not the main piece of that draft. Excellent point by you. Yeah, uh, so the TDA is gone. Uh, listen, hitting a round ball with a round bat that's going 95 miles an hour and it's not uh, not getting killed. Yeah, a little rough, a little tough. All right, uh, Segura, who was beaten yesterday. We were worried that he could be out of uh, – actually, placed back, back on the uh, IL if he had concussion issues. He's okay. Back in the lineup today. Uh, that, that's amazing. You get beaned by, in the helmet, you know, and you can't even move, and then the next day you're back in the lineup. Yeah, I'm no, scared I was gonna shit and want to be on my I- couch at home. I agree. Like, I, and, and that's the thing. If you guys haven't seen that, that was not like that. That ball came in at like nine ninety two or something. Like, it, it was crazy. Like, you could die. You wouldn't catch me dead. I wouldn't go to a batting cage. I'd have the shakes I, I, with a kid throwing sixty at me. And this guy's gonna go pay, play major league baseball again. I gotta give baseball players so much damn credit. We talk about hockey players, and they are like the war of attrition in winning the Stanley Cup. I think is the hardest. But but standing up and facing that type of you know heat day in and day out, and always having to be focused the ultra focus like you could die there when you get one in the in the temple it's crazy george i have a lot of respect for these guys and uh they they, they earn their money same here like i said it's immense what they can do here uh so i guess segura in the lineup today so he's okay guys who are out of the lineup brandon low is out again for the uh, tampa bay rays conforto is out for the new york mets there's no injuries involved with these guys they're just out of the lineup you know it's sunday you're gonna get a lot of guys who are out today so yeah. make sure at dfs make sure you're checking these things profar slumping for the athletics he's out of the lineup uh the uh, baltimore orioles pl- placed alex cobb on the il Boys and girls, if you have Alex Cobb on your lineup, if this bothers you, you're in a lot of trouble, okay? And if you have any Baltimore <laughs> pitcher, really, folks, hit, hit the waiver button, man. 
All right, get rid of these guys and move on. They can hit a little bit, but they always can't take to save their lives. Uh, but, you know, I brought it up on the uh, with Joe Galina this morning. Do you realize the Minnesota Twins have played the Baltimore Orioles five times this season? In those five yeah. games, the Minnesota Twins have hit 21 home runs. Think about that for a second. That's at one home run every eleven at bats in those games. I mean, that, that's that's just incredible. Twenty-one home uh, runs and how many how many games? Twenty-one Five? home runs. Five. You might want to stack twin players today. That's all I'm saying, folks. DFS might want to stack twin players. Uh, Dylan Bundy's pitching in that game. Uh, Eloy Jimenez crashes the wall yesterday. He's been placed on the IL. Ankle sprain, so he's out for at least 10 days. There's, no, they're saying it's okay, though. It's not uh, too severe, right, George? I was reading uh, reports yeah. there. To sort, of like the Clint, sort of like the Clint Frazier one. So, you know, okay. This is like Clint Frazier. He should be back in the minimum or shortly thereafter. Uh, once again, top prospect. They're not going anywhere. They're going to baby him, make sure he's healthy. And I don't mind that. Uh, one injury, that one player who's out of the lineup today that is injury-related is Anthony Rendon. Uh, still got that elbow problem. He didn't play yesterday. We were hoping it was more of a day game after a night game thing. Coming back over injury, didn't, didn't want to play him two days in a row. Well, it wasn't. Elbow still barking. Woof, woof, woof. So uh, <sighs> Rendon out of the lineup today. Yeah, I think it's uh, barking kind of loudly, actually. It's about 11.50 <laughs> here on the East Coast. Uh, Cam mentioned game start in about an hour. There'll be more guys coming out of the lineup that we'll find out as the uh, in, within the next hour. We'll announce those as well. But those are the ones we have right now. So Rendon out. Segura in. Low out. Jimenez on the DL. Conforto out. Profar out. Astadillo on the IL, J.D. Martinez out, and I don't think anybody cares about Travis DeArnard. It's just a, a good talking no. point as far as Noah Syndergaard is concerned. But yeah. Travis DeArnard no longer has a job. Yeah, excellent, uh, George, with the updates there. And we'll go if there's any craziness in the lineups, uh, George will keep us posted. Uh, he knows what the hell's going on with these early games today. And he mentioned because of Sunday, a lot of uh, guys you're going to see that you're assuming are going to be in the lineup might not be in the lineup. So bottom line, check your check the lineups and uh, make sure go accordingly when playing DFS and betting too. Some of these guys, uh, you know what I mean? They're going to influence the lines if they're a significant enough player. But first game off the board, George, as we mentioned, Phillies and uh, Marlins. Um, Phillies should win the game but I'm just I'm actually looking at Lopez and the Marlins at plus 150 thinking it might be a nice price the over under is seven and a half in this baseball game and Marlins on the run line too I like the fact that they're the road team 45 cents on the plus one and a half uh, just not uh, totally sold on the Phillies as a favorite today George what's your take you know your board's better than mine by the way I think it's 85 cents uh, for the really today. wow so, I want to yeah, I want to get is, more uh, on the Marlins I'm thinking about betting on the Marlins actually and get 60 yeah, cents Marlins instead of 50. 50. yeah uh, I got 55 they split the difference here yeah I listen, I think the Phillies are the better team I'm, I'm sure they'll win the game but I'm that's a parlay if I'm gonna go with it and as, as you said you know, the Phillies have a good, a really good offense. I said, which shock do they lead Major League Baseball and run scored this season? But sometimes they, they, they just disappear. It's weird. That's it's just the thing. weird. They're not it's like the Nationals. Yeah. Remember the Nationals used to do that too? Like, I remember I bet on the Nationals, they score zero runs, one, one, one run. Then they win 13 to two, zero, two, one. one. It's just really, really weird. They did it in spurts. And that's kind of the reason I, I think Miami, I know Miami's not a good baseball team, but it's just something telling me the dogs are barking too, George. There's a lot of, uh, you know, nice take back betting baseball. The favorites don't win all the time. So it's just something I'm looking at. I wouldn't lay, I'd only put the Phillies in parlays if you like the favorite. I don't think it's uh, worth the uh, 70. 80 cents of juice. I, I agree with you. I completely agree. Uh, the only thing that, uh, you know, when you compare the Phillies to the, the Nationals, and I, I remember the Nationals, but you, exactly what you're talking about, but at least the Nationals have sort of understood it, Cam, because they play in, what, what is it, pitcher's ballpark. Yeah. Phillies play in a freaking shoebox. All right, it shouldn't happen. You know, that, that's the only thing there uh, that, that bothers me, but uh, I, I get the comparison because I remember the Nationals, but they were a frustrating team. 
Yeah, very, very frustrating. I think the Phillies are going to frustrate a lot a lot of betters this year as well. Next game on the board, uh, Tampa Bay was uh, good, to, good to us yesterday, a, a little bit of a dog price. Uh, George, this is a very, very interesting from betting perspective, from a fantasy perspective. We got Chris Sale going for Boston. A lot of people, a lot of question marks. People are going to be watching this game intently. Big baseball fans, DFS players, year-long players. Sale, minus 150 against uh, former Pirate Glasnow going for Tampa Bay. They're plus 130. Total eight and a half. If you like the Rays uh, to lose by one and, uh, you know, keep it close, plus one and a half, minus 155. And the Red Sox with sale, minus one and a half, plus 135. What do we do with this one uh, there, Georgia? Are you looking at Tampa Bay again? Boston's been a very bad favorite. Well, you said it, though. We're all going to be watching Chris Sale. Uh, his last start against Boston earlier this week didn't get the win, only went five innings, had 10 strikeouts. So, you know, in the start before that against the Yankees, the velocity was there. He's just not fooling people, which means generally that means the ball straight. It's not moving. You know, so that sort of thing there. So I, I, I'm not betting on sale today. The bottom line is I'm not going to bet this game, period. I'm probably, if I were, I would think I would take the 20 cents here and go with uh, Tampa Bay and Glasnow, who's pitched well this year. But I'm probably not going to go against sale either. Tampa Bay, that's a no low. They're not hitting all that much either. Yeah, they won yesterday, but they won 2-1. You know, so if yeah. anything, I, I could think about the under in this game. The over-under is eight, but that's small for Fenway. Yeah, that really is small. The weather is so so here, and I just went down to fifteen cents now. People are betting on Tampa. Look at that, plus one fifteen. Yeah. So it literally just happened in front of me. Isn't that disappointing? So uh, now I'm probably not going to touch the game. Uh, I like the obviously much better at twenty cents. I think this is another game I'll be more watching as a baseball fan. You know, to see what's going on with Sale here, and I don't think I'll have any DFS play in it, and I don't think I'll have any betting action in on it either. Yeah, I was looking at Tampa Bay. You're right, though. If people are going to take that Tampa Bay down, uh, the line down, we're not going to see a lot of value. Uh, George, we'll get to one more game before the other side. We'll hit the, the baseball board, and, and I know Sean's going to come up and talk a little uh, Talladega nights with us. It's Talladega afternoons for the Geico 500 for you NASCAR fans out there. Oakland and Toronto, uh, Bassett and Thornton. Uh, Oakland bang, laying 120, and I was wrong about this game. Oakland actually got their asses handed to the blade. Jays are playing great ball. The Vladimir Guerrero Guerrero move seemed to inspire everybody. Nine and a half is your total. Jays plus one and a half minus 150. Oakland minus one and a half plus 130. Jays have been playing good, man. Now they're a home dog. Yeah, we got the Bassett Hound versus Thornton in this game. Should be runs put up <laughs> the, on the board. The Bassett Hound. I like that. The Bassett the Hound, Bassett man. Hound. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking the over here. That's where I'm going with this. I don't, I don't trust either team here. Um, I mean, I know the uh, the athletics are favored here as well as they should be. I agree with you about Guerrero. I think once again, it's, it's a jolt, like a jolt of caffeine into the uh, yep. of a team, right? You call, finally call the guy up. He's the Messiah. He got he's getting some hits. Almost had a home run yesterday on close to a broken bat. Man, strong. Yeah, so he is uh, strong. I think I think runs are going to be scored here. I'm going to have something on the over here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a little fire under everybody's ass there. They're playing better. They're better ball. And yesterday, it's funny, the game, uh, they had like a, a big, big early runs, and then they kind of stopped. But I think we should be able to get to 10 this afternoon with Oakland and Toronto, that game going off at 107. we got a lot of other games, guys, just after 1 o'clock. We'll go through the rest of the betting board with Kurtz. He'll give you the information, who's in and out of the lineup, a couple of DFS plays, too, for your slates. And uh, Sean will talk NASCAR. We haven't even got to the NHL playoffs this afternoon, NBA and a hell of a lot more. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz along with Sean Engel. And we'll be back after a short break, everybody.